Good morning, church. Uh, this is day 131 of our podcast, Sojourning. We are reading through the Bible uh, in a year, 20 minutes a day. Most of the time, it's not even 20 minutes, um, which is an amazing thing. The Bible promises that his word never returns void. Um, but then beyond that, our ultimate desire is that we would meditate on the word day and night. We'd be like that tree that Psalm 1 talks about, planted by the streams of living water. And uh, so as a part of helping you bring that into your life to be able to meditate on the word of God, um, as a pastor and as a leader, my intent is to remind you that you are able to do that uh, on your own just as I am. And I have another very special guest with me this morning who is a good friend of mine, a good friend of Pastor Keith's as well. And hopefully I think in two weeks, Pastor Mike, we're going to be getting together all three of us. But yeah. um, this is Pastor Mike Morgan. Mm. Pastor Mike, you passed, you're the lead pastor of Shiloh Baptist Church in That's Manasquam, right. which is literally what a stone's throw. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And when did you and I meet? We met probably, let me see, probably about a year and a half ago, I want to say, right okay. before we started construction on the church. Yeah. yeah. It's right around that time. Well, but hold on. We met a year before that, though. Do you remember when when I called you about... Oh, yeah. What right? So we met very briefly. A member. But then yes. we actually met, I think, a year... a year, yes. that, Yeah, a year yes. and a half ago. Yes, yep. yes, yes. And then uh, you and Pastor Keith and I and Pastor Tom all started to develop, and then the pandemic hit, and yeah. Yeah. craziness has ensued. The connection was a blessing. No? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a blessing for me too, brother. So, Pastor Mike, we're in Obadiah today yeah, yeah. and was the main reading, re, yeah. you know, for it. I, yeah. You know, Obadiah, I, I always thought was a uh, restaurant down in Ocean City, New Jersey, <laughs> seafood restaurant. <laughs> right? Who turns to Obadiah, yes, right? In yeah. their Bible? Yeah. It's literally, I mean, it threw there, me there off aren't even, there aren't even <laughs> chapters, right? There aren't even chapters in Obadiah. Yeah. But, He's a prophet, so why yeah. don't you give us a little bit of a backdrop for those listening, and then uh, we'll get into our dialogue. Yeah, it's just a very uh, rich time in Israel's history. Um, it is believed it was probably written around 586 BC, so we, I guess we could say it was during the Babylonian exile, so that was a very rich time, and even though it was a time of brokenness, it was a rich time, you know, and there were other prophets, but this this prophet chose to focus on something that was a little outside the boundaries, which was the Edomites, you mm. know what I mean? And the fact that here at, as you alluded to earlier, you know, when we were talking the weakest time yeah. of Judah's history here, you know, the Edomites are just taking advantage of it. So uh, very rich, rich prophecy, brother. I thank you for uh, sharing it with me and allowing me to be a part of it. Yeah. No, it's yeah. exciting. Mm -hmm. And so, go into that a little bit more. What were they taking advantage of? Let's let's give a little bit more of that backdrop. So there was Israel and the Edomites who were they were they lived were the Edom the Edomites were on the other side of the, uh, of the sea, right? Yeah, from Israel. Yeah. So they yeah. had a relationship, mm -hmm. and it was sort of hostile because of their uh, it, the way that the Edomites came out of from the Old Testament. Yes. Um, both were God's people, but there was always a little bit of contention, like like family, you know, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But God respected both, even though each had individual place in his plan mm -hmm. and his purposes. Mm -hmm. But Obadiah 
is specifically speaking to the Edomites because prophets were often foretelling or warning of God's judgment that was right. coming. Right. And they would give description as to why they why God was going to be judging. Mm-hmm. And they were taking advantage of Israel. Yes, they were. Because Israel mm-hmm. was being judged by God at this period Absolutely. of time. Absolutely. And so Obadiah is proclaiming from God that Edom, the Edomites saw Israel's position of weakness mm-hmm. because of their disobedience, but still weakness, and they took advantage of it. Um, For violence against your brother Jacob, shall shame shall cover you, and you shall be cut off forever. In the day that you stood on the other side, in the day that strangers carried captives his forces, when foreigners entered his gates and cast lots for Jerusalem, even you were as one of them, but you should not have gazed on the day of your brother in the day of his captivity, nor should you have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction. Yes. yes. So God was essentially proclaiming through Obadiah to the Edomites his disdain yes. for the way in which they they were taking advantage of his people. Yes, yes. And we started to talk a little bit. I wanted to kind of share this a little bit more, right? Because ultimately... The history is wonderful, but if it doesn't hit our souls and do some soul work in ourselves, why are we? Why are we? You know, what, what's the point in this? God's a God's a soul soul worker, right? Amen, brother. Amen. So, Amen. Um, I, you know, I was just kind of sharing with you, and I think we both kind of struck a little bit of a chord there. Mm. Um, do you think this is a big need in the church today? Absolutely. Um, and for me, Pastor Dave, you know. Uh, the transformational process is always key. So no matter what I'm looking at in Scripture, you know, it kind of comes back to that transformational process that we are to decrease as he increases. And sometimes the, the, those seasons of brokenness, when mm. God's got to take us through those times, that's when the enemy wants to take advantage, and that's when we really have to lock in. And uh, so for me, hearing this now, this is a season of brokenness for Israel Yet the enemy's coming in like a flood. Yeah. You know, it's almost like Jesus in the wilderness. He doesn't come the first day. Mm. He waits till the 40th day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And let it, you know, it just reminds me that when we are weak, that's when our God is strong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm. And I, I love the I love the way in which God still stands for the protection of his people. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even though He's allowing them to go through a time of reckoning with him because of their disobedience. Mm, mm, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I often, right, we, we know uh, Hebrews tells us that one of the blessings of being a child of God is mm. that he disciplines us perfectly, mm. that even discipline from God is a blessing. Yes. And I just, like, for me, thinking my perspective, if I'm Israel, I'm being uh, worked out by the Lord. Yes, <laughs> you know, think yes, about yes. the way that I, you know, I have to constantly be training my son, raising my son up. If I don't, right. if I don't show him and help him to curb those things, like I wouldn't be a loving father. He grew That's up to right. be a maniac, and That's right. you know, yes, yes. just to be, you know, living completely in the flesh. And yes. so, God, a part of God's love for us yes. is the way in which. He allows us to go through that process of chastening, as the Bible says. Absolutely. And even in that period of chastening, yeah. his love is so strong yes. that his justice is not 
forsaken mm. for those that take advantage even of that situation. Absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, for me, I'm kind of looking at, at mm. that and going, wow, I can see myself as Israel when God deals with me. Mm. But then I also want to make sure that when God's dealing with other people, mm. that I respect who they are in God's eyes, yes. regardless of where they are. And I was just kind of sharing with you, you know, yeah. I know I deal with, you know, one of the words I, I brought up was gossip. You know, yeah. I myself deal with in those times, like when somebody is low, mm -hmm. it's so easy to jump on the conversation of, mm -hmm. yeah, can you believe that brother or that sister? Or mm -hmm. can you believe this person? Even non-believers, yeah. because let's be honest, mm -hmm. the Bible declares that every man and woman was created in the image and the likeness of God. That's right. And so in our not respecting their humanity right. is almost like the same reason that God would have, mm -hmm. and he's dealing with the Edomites here. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I, I, uh. You know, I think that's what breaks my heart the most is as I find myself in the culture and the day that we're in coming out of the pandemic the way that we have. And you and I both know it, I think, more than, you know, more than our listeners simply because of our roles. But even the way in which we all dealt with our churches, we saw a lot of this like looking down on, looking up to. And I don't know. I wonder, you know, how, how broken was the heart of God? Yeah. You know? even within ourselves, of course, his love is always abounding and it's, mm. and it's an amazing blessing. Mm. Um, but I can't help to think that any of our listeners, even, even listening through this, maybe, you know, I find myself there. So I'm assuming that others might find themselves there in mm. this place of, of Edom. Mm. And so they're hearing this judgment from God, which is good, being yeah. humbled by the Lord, being chastened by the Lord. And he doesn't leave us there either, though. No. So there's like three quarters of this one little book yeah. is all the judgment towards Edom, the way that they're taking advantage of God's people who are already broken. And then he says in verse 17, but on Mount Zion, there yeah. shall be deliverance yeah. and there shall be holiness. Yes. And it's almost like for that reminder where we're here, but yeah. we're still <laughs> looking for that heavenly home Hallelujah. for that final reign in the yeah. kingdom. Yeah. For God to straighten out our flesh completely yeah. to deal with sin, right? Because ultimately, that's what we're talking about, right? It's the chastening, yeah. God's God's shaping holiness mm. in us, mm. and a part of that holiness is the way that we view each other and love each other. Yeah, yeah. right. They will know you by the way that you love one another. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned verse seventeen and eighteen because that was kind of my focus. Yeah, you know, I can go back to that time where you know I lost everything. You know what I mean in my first marriage and uh, but it was because I was similar mm. to the Israelites here you mm. know I was wishy-washy mm. you know and the enemy creeps in our homes when we're wishy-washy we don't see him but he does yeah and there I am you know um but God knew you know because of a repentive heart yeah you know once we turn he has a plan yeah and, I, and what stuck out to me here was God's promises I mean we know in in I think it's Genesis 25 where God told Rebecca, you know, uh, um, Isaac's uh, wife, yeah. that there are two nations inside of you. Yeah. You know, and one is going to be stronger. He, sh he shows them wrestling, and we see the consistency of God's promise. Mm. But just because they were in a, a period of brokenness and exiled in Babylon, God's promise still 
Yeah. It's not like Second Peter 3, 9, God's not slack mm. concerning his promises. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my focus was during that time in my life of brokenness wasn't about, uh, it was about God was showing me I'm going to restore. Mm. He's a God of restoration. You know what I mean? And we can focus on our enemies, but I chose to focus on the fact that he's a God that heals. And here I am, brother, restored. Mm. My life has changed. And it's just this was just such a rich study for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... God was focusing on the promise. He never is void and slack in his promises. And he knew he was going to restore Israel. Yeah. And when we forget our enemies and when we pray for our enemies, God doesn't forget our enemies. Yeah. You know, he's like, I got your enemies. Yeah. You know, you focus on the promise, mm. you know, because I'm a God that restores. Yeah. You know, and that's why verses 17 and 18 really spoke to me, especially the word deliverance. Because that deliverance process does bring you into holiness. And there were times in my life where I really wasn't delivered. You know, I kind of had one foot in, one foot out. And, you know, but once God began to bring me through that broken process, brother, deliverance started happening. Mm. And I started embracing that holiness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, that's when, oh God, I began to begin to see his possessions, yeah. which is what's, what's in that latter part of verse 18. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, too, because it, the, there can't really be restoration if you don't acknowledge that restoration needs to be had. Oh, brother. You know, and that's yeah. that period of time where like the Lord and his love many ways lets us, yes. you know, go yes. never yeah. too far, yeah. but he lets us go. Yeah, And you know, I uh, one of the things I've been sharing with the church because the Lord's been bringing me through it is, um, I don't know if it was a book that I was reading, I can't quite remember, but I was just reminded of it again that... Um, one of the priests' main roles in the Old Testament was to bless the people of God. Right. And that blessing was like a willful desire yeah. for mm -hmm. his people mm. to be blessed, for yeah. God to be active and alive and full in their life. And yeah. sometimes that was physical blessing. Sometimes it was right. it was like all around blessing. Yeah. And uh, there was this challenge to begin to be blessing people. Mm -hmm. And it's almost that idea of like turning outward from selfishness. Yeah. Because we all have these like these wants. Yes. Edom right. wanted right. and they saw opportunity to get their want. Right. And they were going after and taking it from Israel. Yes. Yes. And the challenge was to begin to kind of to bless others. Mm. And the more that I started to do this over the past couple of weeks, the more I realized mm. So the, one of the specific things that I do is when I catch myself feeling like I'm like there's a little bit of jealousy or I want what somebody else has, mm. I turn that into I want this person to be blessed Amen. beyond me. Amen. And when you realize how mm. selfish you actually are, mm. Mm. <laughs> right? Because you oh, start brother. to catch and you're like, oh yeah. man, like yeah. what is wrong yeah. with my? Why am I so covetous? Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what is what is up with you know? Like you kind of realize this. Yeah. And then you begin mm -hmm. to start flipping that around and it's like, wow, like I don't really even need any of that stuff. Yeah, brother. <clears throat> and I, it almost becomes more joyful to watch God's hand of restoration in mm -hmm. others. Mm -hmm. And then you Amen. turn around and you go, wow, you've been restoring me too Amen. all along. Yeah. But it's all that like, yeah. it begins that's with good. whatever that place of acknowledgement is of like, yeah. I'm broken. Yeah, that's good, brother. And there's still a lot of restoration to be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always, I'm like, you know, I'm a building guy. Yeah. So I always think about a foundation, you know, like I see a one foundation or a one crack in the wall and you begin to fix the wall and you're like, oh, it's looking real good. Yeah. And then you turn around and you go, uh-oh, 
This is just the beginning, you know, (laughs) and it's right here. But God's in process with us. And I love that Obadiah in this one little 21 verses, Mm. Yeah, you know, of course, weren't even there. It's all just, you know, one letter from a, or one one prophecy Mm. from this Mm. little dude, Obadiah, who's got this amazing big picture that really I can't help to kind of like put in the place of church. Brother, it was rich for me. Yeah. It really was. And there was another angle that hit me. If you study the, obviously you have, but the history of the Edomites, they were a constant thorn mm. in the side of Israel. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it reminded me of those thorns in our lives, you know, <laughs> but that one area where God doesn't move it, you know what I mean? And, uh, but yet his grace is sufficient, mm. you know, and uh, I've learned that he doesn't always remove those pains, those things that, you know, say, Lord, why is this thorn still in my side, you know? And uh, I've had one now for about 20 years. And brother, I got to tell you, I don't even feel it anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? So I uh, just want to encourage those who have that one area in their lives where, you know, it just seems like, man, God, why is this continually a pain yeah. in my side? When are you going to move this? And trust me, he's doing something through that yeah. process. Yeah. I love that word thorn. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, in my perspective as well, I just kind of thought about it this way. And maybe it's something for those that are listening. Yeah. Am I being a thorn to someone Ooh. else? Wow. That's right. And maybe that's the title. Maybe it's the yeah. title, right? So mm. I always t- I always title mm. these podcasts after mm. we have the conversation. Mm. But um, I don't know. That's a conversation I think I'm going to walk away with is who am I being a thorn to? Wow. You know? Wow. 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 What is, how is my life? Yeah. Am I a thorn or am I a thorn remover? Yeah. Right? Because that's that Ooh. blessing we just talked about, right? I can like we that, can yeah. we help remove others' thorns yes. by not being that, mm-hmm. but be but by blessing, mm-hmm. desiring God's blessing yeah. on the others' lives, which really is restoration. Yes, it is. Which is what he wanted for Israel all, mm-hmm. along, all along. And the restoration was simply them turning to him. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, brother. Yeah. So wow. there you go. So that's yeah. it. Yeah. Are you a thorn yeah. to others? And or how are you dealing with the thorns that you have? Do you realize that ultimately the remover of those things has to be the Lord? So yeah. if yeah. you're in the place of where you might be a thorn, mm. you need the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit yeah. to be able to be changed. Because change is real and possible, mm. but only through mm. The Spirit of God, right? The power that raised Christ from the dead that's alive in us now is the only power that's going to be able to change our souls from being thorns to others to being a blessing to others, which is what he wants. And the only way for God to remove a thorn out of our own lives Mm. is for the Lord to change the heart of that thorn. So even if that thorn is Mm. poking us, Mm. it's allowing... It's seeking after the Lord. Yes. It's, oh my goodness, Pastor Mike. Yeah. So either side. Yeah. The way out. Yeah. Is asking for God's blessing on the life of the other side. Hallelujah. Right. So if I'm being a thorn, I want to bless the person I'm being a thorn to, Mm -hmm. and if I'm receiving a thorn there's a thorn in my side Mm. i want to bless the person that's being a thorn because by them being blessed by god and him turning his Mm. face to Mm. them Mm. and showing mercy to them yeah they get changed their soul is changed 
That's right. And we no longer something that needs to be divided, but we become united. Yes, brother. As Hallelujah. one. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's the gospel. Amen, brother. Right here in Obadiah. <laughs> Obadiah. <laughs> oh, man. You get me all pumped up over here, man. I'm trying to hold myself down over here. Ah, I so love, I lo but stuff. I love the thorn, right? Yeah, that's good stuff. And we still have mm. them. Yeah. You know, I always, you know, that's always kind of a debate mm. of like, what was Paul's thorn? Mm. You know, people say, is it sin? Is yeah. it, you know, whatever that kind of thing is. Um, I don't know. I guess as I grow older and kind of keep walking this, I think I... I am always better off by mm. stopping wondering what's going on in somebody else. And I ask yeah. the Lord, like, what's going on in me? Amen, brother. You know? Yes, yes, yes. And yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I think the best answer for me has always been yeah. not trying to figure out how to get rid of the thorn. Yeah. But figure out, like, why is the thorn there? Mm. Why are you allowing this to poke me, Lord? Yeah. Right? Because yeah. if yeah. Edom was a thorn to Israel, Israel could have responded by mm. saying, mm. Lord, something's yeah. up here. Right. Why? Right. What are you trying to do in me? Right. Yeah. They could have heard him say, "That's right. You're mine," and you yeah. walked away from me. That's right. And he could have removed them as a thorn. That's right. But he allowed them to be a thorn ultimately yeah. because his desire was for them to turn back to him. You know, Pastor Dave, we struggle with different angles that God teaches us to trust Him. Mm. We can trust Him for the house, the yeah. car, the wife. Yeah. But when we gotta trust Him, when He allows certain things, yeah. You know what I mean? When He says no. Yeah, and then the ultimate thorn when he doesn't remove this area mm. being afflicted. Yeah, where there's there's an where the enemy's allowed this access to harass and you know what I mean. And it's mm. a different area of trust, but it is vital in our Christian growth, especially the season we're living in now. Yeah, because I just personally think that things are going to get a little more intense, mm. and if we're not trusting God. You know, with the thorns on our side, how are we going to trust him, you know? Yeah. When the intensity of tribulation increases, mm. you know what I mean? So uh, it's a different angle of trust. And I thank God that he's taught me these lessons. You yeah. Know, tithing. There was a time when I was tithing and tithing, and all of a sudden, you know, I hit an area where, you know, the finances were not good. Yeah. And it was like, wow, God, what, what's going on here? You know, mm. and I went to Malachi, and I found every supporting scripture, and Bro, it took me a year to come out of debt, mm. you know, but God provided through that, you know what I mean? It was a mm. different angle of trusting God, yeah. you know what I mean? And uh, the Edomites really, that historically, they were a thorn in Israel's side, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it didn't stop the promise. Mm. Hallelujah. Love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. We're, we're going to close out with that before we, we keep going for another 45 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. if Amen. we wanted to. Amen. Uh, so church, there you go. Are you a thorn? to others how are you dealing with that and is someone or something else a thorn to you mm. how are you dealing with that mm. ultimately both come back to unselfishly turning towards that person and desiring god's blessing on their life regardless of where you find yourself so uh pastor mike thank you so much for being here god today bless, man brother. Awesome. i'm uh yeah Lord willing, you are blessed by this. Continue pressing through the word. I know there are mornings you wake up and you can't even find that 20 minutes and it is like a struggle, but I, I can promise you there is no better investment um, than, than being in the word of God and allowing Jesus to search your heart and your soul. That's the answer to all of it, right? Letting, letting him speak to us and uh, who knows what kind of change he wants to do in and through and around your life, right? God bless y'all. Bye.